Well, hello there, Mr. Mark. Hey, Johnny. How you doing there, buddy? I am doing pretty good. How about yourself? I I don't know, man. It's got, it Work's getting really weird. Oh, tell me about it. So you know I'm the assistant produce manager or whatever, right? I do. All right. So, um, well, I'm no longer the assistant. My boss walked out the other day. Like, okay, so, so corporate has kind of just gone insane a little bit. And, like, okay. they're cutting all these hours and stuff and, like, it's not all right, right? But so, like, collectively, all the managers just kind of said, you know what? We're out. We're done. So all the department heads just walked out and quit, right? Wow. So I okay. Get, yeah. And I got a field promotion, and they bumped me to $26 an hour, right? Okay. But there's a caveat. I now have to wear, like, so the, the, their, new, their new thing is, like, tropical fresh that's what they're doing now is tropically fresh like they want you to look at our produce in a landlocked state and think of like cool island breezes and shit like that so i have to wear this like asinine pair of shorts that i'm not sure they're like even like standard issue legal i almost feel like a hooters girl in these shorts and i keep getting called (laughs) boy toy and i don't know what that means boy toy Oh. I mean, you're the new Ms. Liz, honey. <laughs> God damn it. You're the new Debbie, honey. <laughs> it also means oh, welcome to the Dangle Podcast. Welcome to Dangle Podcast, everybody. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my boy toy, Johnny, <laughs> we take... <laughs> We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about its goods and bads and its highs and lows, and then we slap it with our patented rating system. And we got a very special episode tonight, Johnny. You want to tell the good folks why? Uh, Because this is a three-part episode, everybody. We're going to start out with one episode called Rodeo Days, and then we have... Our uh, uh, a two part episode. It's uh, almost our Who Shot Jr. mystery, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> it is our Who Shot Jr. mystery. I bet it was his it, mom because he lived in a ranch with her. He, yeah, he's a really bad guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> okay, after this, after Dangle Podcast, we need to watch Dallas just so you and I can have context for it. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're missing I, something intrinsically for this. Now, Mark, do you want to watch the reboot? from like two years ago or do you want to watch the one from the 80s oh you know i want the og one like okay yeah i want to know who the hell shot jr because i don't know who shot him so let's do this fair enough (laughs) um so we're gonna start off today's episode with episode 72 rodeo days we have an original air date january 16th 2000 this is written by one john vitti and mark we know mr john vitti from where return to la grunta yeah, you can just say dolphin rape. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, I apologize, listeners. We're going to go uh, for our cast of characters here in, in uh, basically, we're, we're, I'm going to spout them off to you in terms of when they appeared in the episode because our lovely wiki here does not have a cast of characters. So my absolutely adorable and beautiful wife did me the solid of writing down every speaking character as they came on the screen. So I'm going to read these off to you. We have Bobby Hill, Hank Hill. We have Roy, which is uh, one of Hank's, um, he's one of his propane customers. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have Peggy Hill, Luann Platter, Bill Dotrieve, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Joseph Gribble. Uh, we have Registration Guy. I'm assuming this is at, Yep, Registration Guy at the rodeo. Uh-huh. Uh, we have appearances by John Redcorn and Nancy. I don't believe they actually speak, though. We have no, Zip don't. Twilly and Chet Howley, Tall Clown and Short Clown. <laughs> we also have Stuart Dooley, and then there's Random Woman in Hat at the very end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I apologize, everybody. That's It's not a very organized way of doing things, but hey, order of appearance. We've got ourselves a cast. Mark, you ready for a synopsis? <laughs> Hell yeah, I am. Also, once again, you are on the front lines cleaning up that damn wiki. They ought to hire you. I'm trying. Like. I'm really trying. It's a labor of love because I want everybody here to be able to enjoy King of the Hill as much as we do. <laughs> All right. So our synopsis for Rodeo Days is that Bobby and Joseph sign up for the rodeo in town, and Bobby finds that his talents lie in a much less glamorous area of the rodeo. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So really, I mean, we would you say that Joseph is in the A story because he's really just kind of like off to the side. He's not really there. I think Bobby's pretty much the focus of the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last episode, you would ask me if the old glory was Bobby's. I'm really good at something episode for this season. And I would say that yeah. this is Bobby's. I'm really good at something episode. OK, I would but, agree. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that joseph is a plot he's just kind of there he just exists like joseph is the athlete and we have to see him be good at yet another thing and that's fine but no he's not really a story gotcha yeah it's it's interesting that you say that there are so many episodes now that i think about it where the only reason for joseph to be there is that he's the athlete yeah literally just the foil for bobby like bobby will never be athletic like yeah I'm kind of impressed at how many episodes they managed to make this work because I don't hate very many of them. No, I don't know if I hate any of them. I just, I think it's funny. Like, it's just, and you know, it kind of really drives home that joke of like how John Redcorn is definitely Joseph's dad. Like, because Dale is not an athlete. Like, he has the track team physique, but he's not a goddamn athlete. Like, it's true. I don't know. I do kind of think that's a little. It's it's just funny to see like oh Joseph is good at this too like right know. yeah uh, well Mark let's start this off give me some notes man I know you got yeah. some I have a couple oh um, number one first thing out of the gate um I am disappointed that this is not the Dale's dad episode rodeo episode <laughs> so was I I, saw I got rodeo really excited went, for oh, it oh man yeah yep. but swift follow-up to that i'm not disappointed that it's this episode because i like this episode um okay i don't know okay i don't know the follow-up line maybe you can help me out here but i just have the note i'd rather be a cow like if you if you be a cow and i think it's when they're like driving through the country or whatever and like I, i think hank says something about it but Man, I would rather just, like, live for three years and then get processed for beef. Because those three years on open range are, God, would be great, you know? like That's, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's, Hank says something about, well, yeah, that's because you're not at the slaughterhouse yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bobby says the cows look happy, and yeah, that and that's it. And, like, yeah, you know, I guess if it's coming, it's going to be shitty, but whatever, like, eh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But also, point out, not a factory farm, like, 
open range graze only guys. Come on now. Um, oh yeah, grass fed guys. So again, so another like um, uh, stick in the mud for our timeline. It's springtime again. Like I think they even named the spring rodeo or whatever. Right. But so he'll so I think the true timeline was old glory and they just jammed Hellenium in there because it got screwed up with like the air dates or whatever. Like they had to have that Christmas episode. Yeah. They yeah. had to have that one, but so it's springtime again and whatever. I'm willing to accept that. Um, Carrie Strug is back and I thought that was great. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Bobby has a moment for Carrie Strug. And I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question, Johnny. Have you played the original Tomb Raider? I don't know why I wrote it down, um, but I just, I was curious. Did you ever play that one? Because I was a PlayStation I, kid. I, so I know why you wrote it down, because Hank makes reference to it, that Bobby was playing this Tomb Raider game where he oh, was that's a girl. It, yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly um, what it was, yeah. I have never played the first, like, three Tomb Raiders. Um, I, I don't really care for a lot of the original ones. I, I've watched people try and play They look just horrendous. I can't yeah. imagine they've ever been fun. Now, the the remakes, like the three newest ones, those are a lot of fun. They're basically just big-ass explore-the-world games where you just okay. nail people with freaking bows. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're okay. Okay. I was just curious. I liked I liked the newest Tomb Raider movie because it had Walton Goggins in it as a bad guy, and he's always a good bad guy. Oh, he's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, and also we got we get another callback, not just to Carrie Strug, but we get a callback to um, Luann's saga. Hank is wearing his um, cowboy shirt. He is. We talk a lot about how I like or I get horned up for when the characters change costumes, and this is one of them, and I love it. Yep. Um, how about you, buddy? You got some notes for me? or? Um, I have one. Okay. I have one here, and it's it's it should be technically be a pro, but I'm just going to put it in notes here because it comes up a couple of times during the episode. Um, I am very impressed with Bobby and and his knowledge of comedy, the yeah. way that he breaks down the the baby bit to the two rodeo clowns, and basically is just like, look, I've got all the time in the world to learn. How about you? You know, like this yeah. doesn't make sense. You can do a joke this way, this way, or this way. I don't care that you've been doing it for 20 years. It's not funny. And he just totally schools them. And I really like that. Bobby's do like Bobby is he's evolved now. This isn't breakfast time at the Apollo Bobby anymore. This isn't, you know, white supremacist accidental Bobby. It snaps like this kid. This kid knows what's up. Like he's been he's been working like he's been like workshopping material. He knows what he's doing. He had. Yeah, it's great. Well, and it's not just him doing his uh, his old Jewish man impression either. Like, this is Bobby where he has finally started to, like, absorb everything. So it's a mix of prop comedy. It's a mix of actual, like, logical comedy and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. I love watching Bobby be successful at comedy. And to this, it's it puts a pin in it. No, this kid knows what the hell he's talking about. And yeah. that doesn't happen often with him. Unless you're talking about fruit pies. Right. Yeah, like... <laughs> um let's see here you want to get in some pros man yeah uh lay them on me man so uh bobby and his prop comedy right at the very beginning it it makes Mm -hmm. a resurgence i feel like we haven't actually seen him use props for a while but him basically going up to the 
the uh, propane tank and checking it because it's a, it's painted like a cow yeah. always gets a chuckle. <laughs> always gets a chuckle. And it's very on point with him. Um, I also find it hilarious that Bobby and Joseph just completely rock Bill with the ropes because Hank goes, yeah, we want to, we want you to practice on something live, but I don't want to hurt Ladybird. <laughs> They'd kill that dog. Like, but Bill can take a bump, you know? Oh, he absolutely can. And he's, <laughs> Bill is just happy to be involved. Yeah. You know, that would have been right around my neck if we weren't, if I wasn't holding my beer. <laughs> um, and the last pro here, Mark, <coughs> For your birthday, I got you a very special picture that you have hung up in uh, in the think hole. Do, do, yes. do you not? I, I, it's hanging at the I, think hole. I may need to buy you another picture. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I really may need to find you a, a picture of a bunch of Dallas Cowboys being Cowboys. Because <laughs> great art really makes you think, and damn, does that not just spy, inspire you. <laughs> Like, every time I see that, my oh, wife man. just shook her head and goes, why is that so funny to you? And I said, because it's funny. It's funny. It's it really funny. It is just funny. funny. It is pure. It is very Hank Hill. And he is unadulteratedly just, like, appreciating this art for art's sake, not for the funny piece. And that's why it's funny. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of bummed out, though. Like, I would love to see that bit as, like, the Denver Broncos, but it's, like, they're all horses. Yes. Instead of, like, they're the cowboys, they're, like, the horses, they're, I don't know, I'd love to see that bit, but, like, it kind of writes itself, too, like, you know, Peyton Manning and John Elway with his weird horsey teeth, and yeah. It's... Right? Yeah. But, so those are my pros, man, what, what, what do you got? Um, so you already, you nailed a bunch of them, actually. Um, Bobby's rope <laughs> animation, so, like, the, them roping, practicing on Bill, but, like, the fluidity of Bobby's rope, god damn, like, that is... That's a good, like, animation bit, like... Oh, yeah. I'm really, really... Like, that's where they blew their animation budget. Um, sure, son, we can ask your mom. <laughs> I just yeah, think that's funny. Yeah, um, And then um, Bobby's comedy breakdown. Like, you, you nailed that one, too. I really, really like this. This is a great Bobby episode, like... And it feels natural, too, and I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... If we can divulge just a little bit, you and I both come from relatively, like, kind of country areas of Colorado. Even when you're in the city, you're almost always kind of in the country. Yeah. Have you ever tried to rope anything? Because I definitely have, and it is hard. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, yeah. Like, I sp grew, so I spent all of high school in the Eastern Plains, and that was a big, like, cowboy community, I guess. Like, yeah, no, we had a, oh, yeah. We had a dummy I can rope. I used to be able to rope from a horse. Like, I used to ride rough stock oh, wow. and, like, high school like oh yeah no it's a it's a thing i can't do it now like there's no way in hell i could rope anything but no it is it is not easy and i i find it interesting that that bobby picks up on it so fast yeah I, I like it well but okay so like can i can i if we're already diverting let's divert a little bit more here um so like in rodeo sports like the only one that I can, like, conceivably see Bobby being good at is bulldogging or roping. And so, like, bulldogging is when you ride up alongside the steer, grab it by the horns, and then jerk it down to the ground. Essentially right. what he was doing in the calf scramble, but you're on a horse, you're mounted. But, like, Bobby's got that heft and weight. Like, he can, he, I bet he could, like, cannonball into a steer. He's not okay. going to ride rough stock. There's no way that you can tell me that Bobby is going to ride 
a, um, like a, a Bronco or like a bull or any like that, right? Right. So he's got to either be a roper or a bulldogger. And he's, he, it's funnier to see him and Joseph like team roping Bill than it would be to see Bobby trying to bulldog Bill. Right. But that also kind of kicks into my con because there's no there's so like in team roping you have a header and a healer and you can you know the one guy goes after the head the other guy gets the back two legs and that's how you score it or you can have single rope and you know you you get hold of the you get hold of it around the horns and you need to flip it on its back and you hog tie it and they do like right. a modified team rope hog tie that doesn't exist that's a con but also I understand that this is like rodeo for the uninitiated so Absolutely. whatever like yeah that's in my cons actually oh cool yeah, as i say the if we if you don't mind if i jump into it the only Please, con yeah. i have really for this is that if, if you've never been to a rodeo if you've never seen the rodeo scene if you've never seen rodeo sports a lot of this episode does not make sense you don't understand what the hell is going on or why it's such a big deal that people have big ass buckles or like mm-hmm. the just the inherent danger with a lot of these things other than the calf scramble. Yeah. You know, I always think about the, uh, the first time Bobby tries to be the rodeo clown and, uh, the, the one guy gets the Bronco kicks him off and then just sits there and beats the shit out of him. And Bobby tries to distract him and he just ignores him and continues to kick the shit out of him. I'm like, Oh God, that is insanely dangerous. That's how people break ribs. It's how they get internal bleeding. I mean, Damn, I've had to watch the stupid movie Eight Seconds about Lane Frost about a million times in my life because my older brother absolutely loved it. And I hate that crap. (laughs) But damn, is it dangerous. (laughs) Okay, I got to divert one more time. I know we're like, this is like our third dog leg of the episode. Like, we're already three levels deep. (laughs) Fucking Lane Frost, dude, you just triggered me. Um... My mom, had, my mom had a traumatic brain injury in 2001 or 2000, and then she had a stroke in 2003. So it kind of just like hard reset her brain. But like, right. um, the one, so when she got her head injury at the time, all the movies that we owned were at the place that she worked. It was an at-risk youth center and she took them there for the kids to watch over Christmas break. Right. The only okay. tape that we had was eight seconds. Oh, so I'm sure you can see where this is going. Number one, it reset her memory, but we only had one videotape. So we watched eight seconds. I shit you not. I've seen eight seconds probably every day on repeat because this is also like pre-cable times and like rabbit ear antennas on TVs are just kind of a thing, but we only have the VCR and shitty reception. So, uh, dude, I've watched eight seconds so many fucking times. But my mom, we'd watch it like every day and she wouldn't remember that she had watched it the day before. I fucking hate eight seconds. Dude, Sideshow Luke Perry can go (laughs) suck a butt. May he rest in peace. Like... (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, no, it's it's rough for sure. And Stephen but, Baldwin can follow him, like. Yes, no, it's I don't like that's my big con for this episode is that so much of it is lost. Like I know we have a lot of listeners and stuff that aren't here in America, and I don't know if there's rodeos in Europe or in uh, uh, in Asia or in. I'd assume there's probably some in Australia because they've got big shit over there all the goddamn time. But yeah, um, like. It's it's a very uniquely American thing, especially for the region that you and I are in. Yeah, it's yeah, like PBR is coming to town like next week. It's yeah, it, yeah, it's a huge deal. Like, and not the beer, guys. No, not the beer. Professional bull riding. Yeah. yeah. So it 
it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I grew up and I've always been a city kid, but I did 4-H and I did all this this stuff and I've been around this culture for a very long time. And yeah. so it's been inundated and maybe that's why I, I don't really care for it because I got kind of forced into it. I I've already make, gone off yeah. once in this podcast about how much I, I despise 90s country music and it's because this is what I did as a kid and that's all I could hear the whole damn time growing up. <laughs> yeah. I I have really made an effort to put my shit kicker past behind me. Like, and rodeo is one of them because we had to do that. Sh- like, the church that we went to all through high school, like, they had buckouts every single Sunday. And it's just like, yeah. God damn, do we have to? Like, I got so sick of watching, like, the same three people ride bulls. Like, I don't know. And it's just, I, I, and now I make an effort and it's like, there's, you know, the big stampede here in Monta Vista every year and every year my girlfriend goes and I'm like, no, I'm going to sit this one out. Thank you. That's not for me. But also I maintain, if you've been to a rodeo, you've been to every single rodeo. It's the same thing. It's the same five jokes. It's like, I'm just, I got better things to do than sun bake (laughs) out in the hot sun. Like, yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. quite frankly, man, I don't need to watch a dude almost die. Like, yeah, I get it. I, more props but... to the rest of you guys that that in like that enjoy it, that go in and, and participate in it. Like, oh yeah, no, like have, if you're we have, yeah, if you're into rodeo sports, good for you. But I just I don't like yeah. it. Hopefully, we've communicated the respect we have for people that do this. We both know how dangerous it can be. It's just not for us. No, no, no it's but. not. But anyway, that's so that's my big con, man, is that okay. if you just like you lose a, a depth of it, like if you've never seen a rodeo in person. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I also think they do a good job. Like it's no part of this is like insane. You know, you you, you think Texas yeah. Cowboy, you, you, it makes perfect sense. I the only one that I don't think that any the only joke that I think maybe would get dropped is the buckle bunny bit. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's the context. You kind of get it. You absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you got any cons, man? Um, I got a couple. Yeah. And so I want to preface these aren't con cons. These are just bad things that I noticed. Um, number one, shame on you, Hank. They like to be called little people. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, Hank is still wet in a hot ass Texas summer. Hank stays wet for a very, very long time. And I don't buy it. This episode has an insane body count on it, and it's only because of cartoon bullshit that nobody's dead. So number one, that dude getting attacked by the saddle bronc is dead. Number two, Clay is dead. Number three, Zip is dead. Number four, Bobby is dead as shit from that horse kicking through the fence. Yes. Like, good lord. In an episode about how dangerous rodeo is, they really downplay how dangerous rodeo is and i kind of think that's it's not bad but holy shit also i just talked about this um this almost makes me miss my shit kicker childhood just a tiny bit almost right just a tiny (laughs) bit and i'm almost like you could i bet you could still fucking get on some rough stock like i think about it and i'm like no you're 33 years old you would die you would turn to dust like your bones would be (laughs) dusty and green and they would turn to green dust like Yes, they would. I mean, it hurts just to get out of bed sometimes. I can't imagine what it would be like to get when out I, of bed after having tried to, like, ride a Bronco. Yeah. Like, when I was in high school, um, one of our favorite pastimes was hanging off the running boards of my buddy's expedition and bulldogging mailboxes. Okay. 
so basically he drives 10 miles an hour and I just like clothesline a mailbox off the side of his car. And I think about, and sometimes it'd rip him up out of the dirt and sometimes it wouldn't. And sometimes they had concrete bases and that'd really fuck you up. And I think about that and like, <laughs> I couldn't bulldog a mailbox if you paid me a million dollars right now. I would die. I would explode. Like, I don't yeah. know. You just, your, your arm would be gone. Yeah. Like, not just the arm. Like, I'd, I'd fatality myself. Like, the arm would connect to the spine bone, the spine bone connects to the head bone, and the mailbox gets a flawless victory on my ass. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a spinal column just hanging out over there. Yep. Oh, what'd the postman bring today? Oh, God, it's that mock's head. I hated him. <laughs> um, Ugh. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Like, all my cons aren't bad cons. They're just things that I feel need to point out. You want to do some favorite moments? Uh, I have two-ish, like two and a half retro rages before we get to favorite moments. Mm. Right on. Uh, so, Mark, when was the last time you heard of Montgomery Ward? Oh, God, years. Like. So the Montgomery Weird joke doesn't make sense, right? Not even a little tiny bit, no. Nope. And when? Uh, how long ago did Joan Rivers die? Uh, 2000. Nine, right? It was the same year that, like, they all died, right? Because it was, like, Farrah Fawcett, Michael Jackson. It was, like, the first kill-off of celebrities. It pretty much. So, Joan Rivers and and the reference to that, that also doesn't make sense. And if I told you a horse is a hearse, of course, of course, you would know what I was talking about. But who in the fuck knows who Mr. Ed is anymore? Yeah. Let alone the fun little little name Mr. Dead. Like, I get it. I think it's funny. But nobody else is going to get it. But man, like, that's what I mean with like, if you've been to a rodeo, you've been to every single rodeo ever gone to. Cause it's all dumb shit like that too. All the time. Yeah. Always. Oh yeah. Yeah. But th- those are my retro rages. It's just a couple of different things. Uh, for th- those of you guys that don't know what Montgomery Ward is, it's basically a Sears. Yeah. If that still exists. Sears is a thing still, right? But pennies folded. I don't know. Um, yeah, I honestly, I thought they both did. I thought they're both basically just independent contractors at this point. This isn't dang old late-stage capitalism, Johnny. It's absolutely it. So, favorite moments, Mark. Favorite um, moments. I've got two. Okay. Uh, do, how many you got? I've I, only I, got I, the... I'm pretty sure one of them is the same. I've only got one. Lay, lay, lay them on me, buddy. Um, so, I'll do the one I don't think is the same first. Okay. I love Hank just going, the clown fell in some poop. Every time, because it's yep. just so juvenile. <laughs> Clown fell in some poop. <laughs> it's a throwaway joke that shouldn't make me laugh. Um, and Mark, yes, I feel quicker in these pants. That's it. You nailed it. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, hello there. <laughs> I that is that is a staple. Whenever I see you. I don't know what it is. Usually it's how I greet you. Oh, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> so we good. talk about animation cells that we want. I want I want that like this the, the, the panoramic shot of like yeah, just like mirror one, mirror two, mirror three, Hank's face. But as somebody Boy. who has worn chaps a lot in his lit life, I, you do feel quicker in those pants. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> it's the the non-restrictiveness, I guess. Uh, Mark, you want to explain to the good folks here our rating system? Yeah, yeah, I think we can. We should probably get into that, right? If we're gonna slap it with our patented rating system, we ought to talk about what it is. And so we're gonna break this down uh, as our tier list of rodeo sports. So at the very, very bottom, you have goat tying. It's basically there's a goat tied to a pole and you go rope it. It's for kids. It's real dumb. Um, above that, it's a, it's a charcoal. It's the it's like a, it's just a stupid thing that you do. No one likes it. No it's one. It's basically cares. mutton busting. Well, see, it's basically mutton busting, but I can watch mutton busting and enjoy it, and that's why mutton busting is our uh, megalo rating. Because quite frankly, I like to okay. see little kids get kind of hurt. Not too bad, but they get a little messed up. <laughs> Mark, what's mutton busting? Uh, it's like six year olds riding sheep. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and like you and like they're just so goddamn determined but i've also talked a lot about how i hate watching like minors doing anything at all so that's why it's a megalo because I, I like watching kids get hurt riding sheep but at the same time i don't like watching kids doing anything above that is our butane rating butane is a silver rank it's a silver medal and uh in terms of like you know rodeo sports like what's your silver medal well well it's uh it's it's barrel racing. I'm sorry. Barrel racing is fucking boring. Okay. You can't tell me that's a compelling sport. Oh, wow. You can go around three barrels real, real fast. Good for you. Um, if you're going to do, like, horse performance sport, dude, um, pole bending is so much cooler. But whatever. Um, but you know what? You're going to watch it, and it's going to be okay. And, hey, it's also, like, a timed event, and they're usually really short. So you're going to get through it, and you're going to enjoy it. Now, above that... Yeah. Above that, your um, the 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 Char King rating, which is our gold rating. I'm gonna call that, um, and this maybe is controversial, but I'm gonna call it bulldogging. I love to watch bulldogging. I think it's a cool little sport. It's fun to watch. Um, it doesn't take too long to do, and you enjoy watching it. But sometimes you feel bad for those poor cattle. I never do, cause have you ever talked to a cow? They don't have much to say. And finally, the very Tippity top of all of this, the 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 granddaddy of them all, the best sport you can have. That's why they do it last at every single rodeo. Is the bull riding, and in this case, it's our blue flame of valor. This is the greatest episode of King of the Hill that you can possibly conceive of. You can show it to anybody with zero context, and they're gonna probably love it more than anything. Um, our our like standby episode to explain this is go watch a firefighting. We will go show that to anybody, show it to your 90 year old grandfather and he will love it. Show it to a five year old child and they will be entranced by the bright colors and flashes of it. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best that you can have for an episode of King of the Hill and just generally TV. So with all of that in mind, I'm pretty sure that I hit all of our ratings because I forgot how many fucking rodeo sports there were. Johnny, what are you giving rodeo days? Well, first off, I, I got to tell you, I'm really sad that Blue Flame of Valor isn't marathon watching eight seconds with Luke Perry. But uh, no, these are I things that we rodeo... enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave rodeo days. I gave it a butane. Okay. I gave it a barrel race, man. Uh, it's entertaining. It's got elements that really just don't connect to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it, it's a good, uh, it's a good episode to showcase Bobby. Yes, this is a it very really yeah. is a good. Yeah, it's a good episode to showcase how much he's he's grown and how much hit comedy is still very much a thing because I feel like we haven't hit on it for a while with him. So mm-hmm. it, it it's a butane. It's uh, I'll, I'll watch it. 
I bet yeah, you. You'll, yeah, it's not bad. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, same as you. It's a butane. It's it's not a bad episode. It's got some really funny moments. Um, I like Hank's acceptance of Bobby in the end. Like, he knows he's the only one that can save his friend. Oh, also, Joseph is dead. Um, <laughs> like, so many people die in this episode, or should be dead in this episode. But yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. a butane. I like it, but... You know, I, I think I would have liked the one with uh, Bug a little bit better, but whatever. Yeah. We'll get the oh, right no, there. I know I like the one with Bug Gribble a lot better. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, let's move on to uh, our first of our double parter here, our two parter, uh, episode 73, Hanky Panky. Um, listeners, if you guys have never watched King of the Hill before listening to this podcast, if you're new to it, I can almost guarantee that you have seen something King of the Hill related from the next two episodes. They are probably the most memed, other than uh, uh, the Bobby Goes Nuts episode. Everybody knows Hanky Panky, and everybody knows High Anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's interesting, and it's I think that uh, definitely says something. Um, we have an original air date for Hanky Panky, February 6, 2000. Writer, uh, Mr. Jim Debetrov. I mean, Dotry, <laughs> excuse me. Every time I see it, I'm going to call him Debetrov. Good. Our cast cast of characters here, we have Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Grivel, Boom Hauer, Bill Dotrieve, we have M.F. Fatherton, Buck Strickland, we have guest stars Debbie Grund and Elizabeth, Ms. Liz Strickland, we have Gail, Debbie's roommate, we have Little John, Jewel Crawford, and Joe Jack. There's actually a bunch more uh, people that are not named in here because the entirety of Sugarfoots is introduced. There's mm-hmm. Merle and there's uh, some so-and-so who does the baked beans and fried okras. And there's this Elvin, the sauce guy, and yada, 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 all that stuff. Um, there's Elvin. He's a sauce before, man. He, he, he's a sauce man. Uh, I'm going to talk about our guest stars real quick while we can because okay. they're going to be in both episodes. Um, first off, we're going to talk about Elizabeth, Ms. Liz Strickland. And let's see here. She is only in three episodes total and she's only mentioned in season seven so she doesn't actually show back up but she is voiced by one kathleen turner mark okay yeah so she's kind of a bigger bigger one but uh the one that uh i had to point out to my wife that it took me a long time to finally figure out who in the hell it is and now once i hear it i cannot ever unhear it mark do you know who voices debbie grund oh what's her um oh god america's sweetheart yeah i can't I know the stupid joke. It's Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon. And all I can think of is Reese is. Witherspoon, Reese without her spoon. And it's, yep. Oh, sorry, yeah. it's Reese Witherspoon, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Home yep. Alabama. America's Sweetheart. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Election, which is a fantastic movie. Um, Debbie Grund is Reese Witherspoon. So we've got a couple of bigger named actors. At this point, like, I'm pretty sure Reese Witherspoon is not a small time actor. No, this is 2000. Like, this would have been right after, um... Um, that one that she was in that everyone, lo- I don't, I don't like Reese Witherspoon. I, she, she just doesn't do the movies that I gravitate towards. So I, not that I don't like her, but you know what Fair. I mean? Like, I just it's don't just not your, have not your it readily available. Yeah. 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 Well, Mark, you ready for a synopsis? D- do it up, buddy. Ms. Liz and Buck's marriage is on the rocks. When Hank gets caught in the middle, the consequences are disastrous. Peggy gets a restaurant. <laughs> Peggy gets a restaurant. I, I hate the B story in here because it's obnoxious Peggy. Like, mm-hmm. I love it, but I hate it. I hate Peggy in it. 
and this is brain damage, Peggy. I swear it's the only way to explain it. It's no, the only this, reason this you would is, ever yeah. get rid of this. Yeah. Like, it's the only reason you would ever screw up something like Sugarfoot's. Yeah, like a perfect, like, institution. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the most Texas thing you could ever get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so our A story here, Hank, Debbie, Buck, Ms. Liz. B story, Peggy, Bobby, and Luann, if you really want. Um, <laughs> let's get into some notes, Mark. <laughs> So I really do want Luann because that's my very first note is sundress Luann. <laughs> I need to point this out I, now and I'll point it out again and again and again. But like in an episode where like it's supposed to be very, very attractively drawn female figures in Ms. Liz yes. and Debbie. Like Ms. Liz is yes. hot. I'll just especially come out and say it. The, well, it's especially early Debbie, like right in the very beginning at the yeah. propane association. Yeah, 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 like, or even just, like, her in Hank's truck in her bra and panties, like, the the, the form yeah. is, like, it's it's on point there, and somehow, Johnny, I don't know what the fuck my problem is, but I think Luann is hotter than all of them, and God, I hate it. <laughs> it just, it's hurting it's, my soul. You got soul. a taste for trash, man. Oh, God, I, oh, God, and then, like, next week's episodes really get to me, but, yeah, so that's my very first note ever is Sundress Luann. I'm calling her out every time I see her. Uh, when did Peggy become a notary? Has she always had this position? I not think position, so. I don't know if they've ever called her. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever called her out for being a notary, but it is so on character for her. It doesn't even surprise me. No, I've not at all. Yeah. thought twice about it. Yeah, no, I haven't either. I just, I wonder if she's always had this, like, Peggy is really good at having several jobs that don't really entail you having to do anything at all. Right. And being a notary, yeah, like you're saying, 100% on character for her. Um, I think that this, and you kind of already hit it, but I think that this is our first bad Peggy episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's I hard. Think... It is hard to watch. No, I mean like, I mean like bad brain Peggy, but it also, yeah, hard to watch. Okay. And, but like, I think this is like the very first time we get her, you know, if, if that makes sense, like we haven't okay. seen her up until now, like she's been normal Peggy, but in this one, she like makes really bad decisions that like, I don't think pre-brain injury Peggy would have made. Why is Buck shaving in the shower? That's, or, yeah, like, what's what's Buck shaving, Johnny? Like... I don't know. Maybe I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know, because I know what he's shaving. It's his... It's Buck's Italian scattergun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I have the note, fuck, I want barbecue. Because this episode oh, man, really made yes. me want barbecue. Um... I got to ask you, uh, would you take down Miss Liz? Would I dick her down? Yeah, would you, would you take her down? Um, you know what? Yes. Yeah. I'm going right. to say yes. Yeah. For uh, the, the women that are in this show, I want to say that I would take her over a lot of others. Mm-hmm. Like She's a lot a... of others. Yeah, yeah. I have I, to imagine that there is some, she has to have something, something in her arsenal that has kept Buck, who is an absolute just fiend for women. Like, she's been able to keep him satisfied for, what, 20 years probably? Well, I thought she said that she, so I don't, I thought that she knew about Buck cheating on her the whole time, but. I think she does, and it's it, she just gets to a breaking point with all these different women, but it's like, you know, clearly he he likes her and has at least got enough going on with her that he stays with her. He hasn't just pulled the plug before. That's that's fair. That's fair. 
Um, She's got to have something in that arsenal. I'd absolutely go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, finally, my last note is, holy shit, it is impressive how bad Peggy destroyed Sugarfoots. It's, it's colossal. Like, like it's, her, yeah. her screw up is just so momentous. But then her mixing ketchup and mayonnaise. Everybody's going to love my oh. new sauce. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I love it. it. I love how stupid Peggy is in this episode. Like it is a travesty. I saw so just just in case you guys are curious, Mark and I we're we're very much fans of barbecuing and barbecue culture. And Mark, I saw a picture the other day that just it literally set my insides a, ablaze with want and desire. Yeah. And it was Texas barbecue that somebody had gone and and checked out from I want to say Austin and it was just a picture of all this stuff. And it's brisket and short ribs and sides and everything else. And I just stop and I'm like, holy shit, it's on butcher paper and everything. Oh, man. And, I mean, this is – somebody asked how expensive it was, and this is a five-hour wait for $175 worth of barbecue. <laughs> and I can only imagine, like, can you – showing up to the same place a week later and having it look like a like – a, a fud ruckers, a shenanigans. <laughs> what does Buck say? Benigans. This place like, is fruitier than Tony Roma's. Oh my god! Yes, like yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would just be, I would be in mourning. I'd be terrible. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if the food is still good. Like I'd be in mourning. Yeah, but we also know that it's not still good. She's mixing like fucking mayonnaise and ketchup. Like we yeah. already know, Peggy's a bad cook. This is the last place that she should have any authority is in a restaurant setting. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's just, oh, it hurts so hard. It's so hard to watch, even though it's animated and it's only temporary. Gah. <laughs> I just can't even. So you're um, saying there's two murders that take place in this episode, Johnny. Just about. Like, <laughs> God, pretty close. Thank God. It, we know it goes back to the to normal at the end of next episode, but, oh. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, I got some notes. Okay. First off, what is uh, what is the very beginning of this episode? What is Hank receiving? He is receiving the Blue Flame of Valor Award, Johnny. Yes, he is. Is this our first Blue Flame of Valor mention? I think it is. I'm almost 100% sure that it is, yeah. It makes me so happy that, that Hank is there. Um, I, it just, it oh, it always does. So... You already answered my question because you kind of went off on a whole thing, but I have written in here, who is hotter, Debbie or Luann? Luann, dude, every fucking time. Like, every time. I don't know what my problem is, man. It's okay, man. It's okay. She, eventually, she's going to get ruined for you because eventually she's going to have pretty, pretty truck, truck, and lucky. So, it's okay. But what if it isn't? What if I want to fix her, man? Like, what if I think I can fix her? <laughs> what if I, I go the way of madness? Like... Um, okay, so when Hank is going to visit Gail and Buck for the first time, and Gail mentions to him, hey, we're, uh, you're out of cookies or you're out of pecan sandies and all that sort of stuff. Did you ever notice the little animation thing? Buck has written his name on his cookies, and yet Gail is still eating them. Yes. Yes, I have. It, I saw that. It just made me laugh. <laughs> um, other than that, I have written in here wonderful guest stars because I think they're, they both do a phenomenal job. Okay. 
but that's that's kind of what I got for notes, man. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's funny. We've never heard. Okay, so we've heard um, Debbie talk one time before this. Speaking of guest yeah. stars, sure thing, Buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peggy's pageant fever. <laughs> and you know what? I almost kind of wish that like that was what we got was Screechy Debbie, but hey, whatever. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um. <laughs> How about some? How about some pros then? If you if you're all out of notes, sure. give me pros for me. Sure. Yeah, I I like for a two part two part episode. They hit the main plot device hard and early, mm-hmm. like real early. It's almost it almost feels like a cold open that Ms. Liz busts in in the middle of Hank's speech and calls Buck out for being a, an adulterer. Um, so I think that's super smart for an episode that's going to encompass so much happening in Arlen. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. We're getting this out of the way right now. Yeah. Um, I think this is our first mention of Sugarfoots, right? I want to say so, yeah. Because we've had a lot of different Arlen institutions before. Um, let's see. We've had uh, uh, Lulies. Lulies. Um, we, that place that we told, had to keep an eye on, and I can't think of the name of it. In a firefighting, we will go. Uh, Goober Smooches. Goober, Goober Smooches. Smooches. Thank you. Um Jugstore Cowboys, I don't know if you count that. Ju- Uglies. Yep, Jugstore Cowboys. We had the Whataburger. Like... Whataburger, the giant steak place whose name I can't think of where Bobby ate the steak. Uh, the Panhandler. Panhandler, yes. So, like, so, yeah. we, we've had a lot of stuff, but we haven't had Sugarfoots before. Yeah. So, the... I, 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 I like it. I, I like, like the refleshing out Arlen, though. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's cool building. that we have this. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's world building. But it's it's a place. It's a restaurant. We're going to go back to it. We're going to see it again. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's both a pro and a con at how Peggy ruins Sugarfoots. Okay. I, I don't know why I wrote this because I, I'm really struggling to find the pro in, in it being a good thing that she ruins it. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I... I think of, I, th- I think of the one scene where she's got the suggestion box, and and I want to say it's Little John that just goes, you know, that'd work a lot better if you put a hole in the top, and she just yeah. completely ignores him. <laughs> yeah. But in yeah, I think I think it's... that's funny. Like she has the only key, and she's just setting it up for herself, and you know that she thought that this was gonna be like the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. The Sugarfoots plot it just drives me nuts, and. Peggy, of course, just goes completely overboard with it. You know, all it is is Buck trying to to screw Ms. Liz out of out of a restaurant, mm-hmm. and Peggy takes it way too seriously and should know better. But just like, no, this is the Peggy thing to do. But I even like too, like she literally she, she that that little train. That's the sixth time that thing's come off the rails today that I know of, Miss Peggy. Like, I love that. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and the fact that she's got her own face giving you the uh-uh-uh finger uh-uh-uh. for no substitutions. I, I think that's hilarious. I don't – I think it's, it's too I, much. I, I, I love it. I love it because this is like we're seeing Peggy kick into full head injury Peggy, and I think it's great. It's not great. Oh. No part of it is great. Head injuries aren't funny, but this shit – I think this shit's hilarious. Like – we're, oh man, we're not having like you know, there's no this isn't Bobby Slam Peggy anymore. Like no, 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 this is new Peggy. She evolved, man. You should have hit B before you taught her how to hit fly, but you didn't. So this is what you're stuck there with. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the last one I have on here is I absolutely I chuckle every single time I listen to Hank's phone sex scene. <laughs> yes. 
Because he's so bad at it, and yet he takes it so seriously. <laughs> baby. <laughs> We're gonna do it, baby. How about your pros, man? Let's hear some of your pros. Yeah. Um, number one, you kind of are, you again, man, you're really we are synced up today, man. Um I really like that Hank is getting this award now in the fourth season. It makes better sense. It like yes. we see how devoted this man is to the Strickland label and everything and it's cool because like he's been the assistant manager for 20 years or whatever and like he's still the assistant and then we see what a big deal it is when Ms. Liz makes him the manager and I really really like that um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of solid lines in here I love uh Jewel Crawford that guy's hilarious Jewel Crawford's the the ideal like southern lawyer yeah um (laughs) well Buck you know god dang it Miss Liz Lego my egos that's yeah. <laughs> and then this is some of the funniest Crawford just like, delivery. Yeah, Crawford just jumps in, gives his like, that's all you're going to have is Legos. or No, sticks and stones, Buck, that's all you're going to be left with. They're fantastic. Um, Enrique's boy toy. I love that. Yep. Um, I really like how sneaky Hank is when he's trying to set up the reconciliation between Buck and Ms. Liz. We don't get right. to see like... Uh, subterfuge Hank ever. Subterfuge Hank is not a Hank that we ever get to see. And we get to see God, it. I know. And I like it a lot. Um, phone sex. You already hit it, but I'm going to hit it too. I love that little bit. Um, and finally, holy shit, dude. Blue Flame of Valor to Steven Root in this episode. Like. Yes. It blows me away how night and day different Buck Strickland and Bill Dotrieve are, and Steven Root does them both, and he does them both amazingly. Like, goddamn, love it. I want to say Steven Root is the reason that I love Buck as much as I do. Nobody else could do him that way and mm-hmm. make me care for such a terrible human. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all my pros. I really, I have a lot of good, I have a lot of love for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, buddy? What you got? Uh, So I'm going to jump into some cons here. We already talked about how Peggy's vanity is too damn much. In my mind, it's too much. It overblows so much of this episode, but it it needs to happen, I guess. Um, If anything, because it sets up a really good foil for Buck and Ms. Liz to eventually reconcile. Mm -hmm. Like she has completely just thrashed their, essentially their love nest and made them both realize how stupid they've been. Mm-hmm. So without Peggy's vanity, we wouldn't have them actually coming to terms with the fact like, oh shit, yeah, we actually did care about each other once. Yeah. Um, and the other big con that I've got is, and I'm hoping you wrote this down too. You, okay. you probably did because you're as eagle-eyed as I have. We had an entire episode, very special episode, all about stopping smoking, and mm-hmm. Hank just, just, okay, nope, we're going to start smoking again because now it's a plot thing. Yeah, that really messed with me. Like, Yes. But also, too, along that line, who that, the light, <clears throat> sorry, I'm choking on nothing. That, that lighter as a gift, like, maybe I'm out of the loop of, you know, what was customary to give as a gift, you know, 30 years ago in a propane dealership, but why would she give him a lighter? I don't know. It... I don't know either. I mean, unless it's like silver plated or something super fancy and stuff like you expect after 20, 30 years of service, you get a a nice watch, like a very nice, expensive watch. Yeah. Like I could see that way more than a lighter. But once again, plot device, because Hank can't drop his watch. Yeah, I I get it. I just, you know, I, I, I agree with you is my point. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't write it down here, but now thinking about it, I'm really sad we don't see more Gale in both of these episodes because I like Gale. I like him too, but I feel like we got the right amount of it. You think? I do. I don't know. Like, how compelling can a dropout or can a, like a weird like eBay hippie be, you know? True. I know. I, I Every time he's on screen, it just makes me chuckle a little bit because I've known so many people that are him. Yeah. And he has basically become just about anybody who lives in Colorado that likes to just sit in front of their computer at this point because that's all anybody does is sell weird shit on eBay and get stoned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, uh, what are I your cons, you. man? Um, I got a couple. Um, so I know I was just talking all this good shit about Hank, but, like, um, I don't understand how Hank can be so devoted to Buck Strickland. I've talked about this before. I think we talked about it in Snowjob. And in Company Man, over and over again, we see that Buck Strickland is a colossal piece of shit. And I don't right. understand how Hank has worked. I just don't get it. I don't know. But, like, at the same time, I super really, really love how everybody in the uh, Gas Association dinner is, kinda, is, like, already bored with Hank's speech. And he goes, where was I? <laughs> D for done. <laughs> I like that Little a lot. M.F. Thatherton. So it's fine. Um, all the sugar, I feel like they're being really mean to the workers at Sugarfoot's. Like they all have like lucky mouth and they're all like kind of weird and <laughs> gangly and I feel bad okay. for them. I think they're kind of being mean to him a little bit. I think it's intentional and I think it's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's fine. I just, I think they're kind of mean. Like I think they are too, but at the same time, I definitely think, you know, you and I say we go down to Texas and we mm-hmm. want to go and get ourselves some some t- official, authentic Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. I am more than likely not going to go to the weird-ass, like, $200-a-plate hipster area. I'm going to go to the damn backwoods where the dude has made his own freaking barbecue pit and, and oh, I can yeah. see just this hunk of random crap, and he's got, like, four teeth because this is the guy who's been making barbecue, and that's the only thing he's ever been good at in his entire life, mm-hmm. so you know it's good. I See, think them making him look almost hillbilly is a good thing. Oh, that's I, me. I agree with you. I just think they were kind of mean. Like, I, I, I'm talking all this good shit about, like, how beautifully drawn, like, all the women are in this episode. And then it's like, man, as pretty as they are, like, the Sugarfoots crew is that busted. <laughs> okay. And also, um, an addendum to your point, I'm not getting Texas barbecue unless the dude looks like uh, Little John. Pretty much. Yep. He needs to be 400 pounds, he needs to have diabetes, and it really goes a long way if he's black. Like, Yeah, pretty much. If I can't smell you sweating insulin, I don't want to buy barbecue from you. Yep. If you're selling me barbecue and you're skinny, you can fuck right off, bud, because you're, you're bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hank gets sexually assaulted twice, and I feel super bad for him. And, like, yeah. I know, ha, 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 it's a joke. But dude, how okay? So like, we have the 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 Peggy episodes, the Peggy's conviction episodes. We have the Bill getting it getting it in episodes. We have the Bobby is great at something. We have Hank getting raped episodes, like or attempted sexual yeah, at this assault. Point, it's 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 become I, a, a pattern. I remember Mono, um, Return to La Grunta. Like holy shit, that cop, that fucking cop that does it. Uh, what is that? Ho yeah, I think or something maybe. No, no. it's not Ho yeah. It's, it's not Ho yeah. Um, it's um. Oh, I can't think of it. it does, the it Alamo matter. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, God, it, that's, isn't that Lupe's Revenge? 
Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because the cop is following Peggy, and she, yeah, it is Lupe's revenge. Yeah. Yep. Um. No, but they're like, oh my god, dude, poor Hank. Like, um, but it's you know, it's not, it's not bad. Like, it's fine. It's not fine, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, it, it's whatever. I never, I never thought about it that way. For a dude with no ass, he gets harassed a lot. That cop grabs his ass, like his diminished gluteal ass. Like, I don't know. Um, finally, um, I don't like that Bobby is working at Sugarfoot's. I know okay. that it's, I know it's a Peggy deal. I know it's Peggy capitalizing on the free labor that is having a child, but I don't like it. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't serve a purpose like, uh, like say Bob's burgers does. Now, I don't know if Bobby actually has any like point in, in this episode. Maybe next, Not a lot. but I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Maybe not even so much in the next... I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get there, but I think you could cut Bobby out of this episode, and I don't know if we'd really miss anything. You could you would cut him out of the next one, and we would. And I, I can argue I can argue that. Well, yeah, no, the next one, absolutely. Like, he's got the whole, like, drug yeah. talk with Hank, and yeah. Like, I, I think he's necessary there, but in this one, I, I don't know. It's we, we just don't need to see him. He doesn't need to do it. And it kind of oh, feels yeah. like, hey, did we give Bobby some lines? No, not yet. Well, all right, cool. Have him be the uh, um, host at the restaurant. Like, oh, know. absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's it's very much on their their radar to do something like that. Yeah. Um, before we get into favorite moments, Mark, mm-hmm. I want to. I just want to make 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 very clear that this is a cliffhanger episode because what happens at the very end of the episode? Um, Hank smokes weed and has a bad trip and Debbie dies. Yeah. Debbie, Hank doesn't smoke until next episode, actually. Oh, that's right. He doesn't. You're right. My bad. My bad. But yeah, yeah, but Peggy finds Debbie dead in the dumpster behind Sugarfoots. She's mixing her new sauce. Yeah. Yes. So I just want to make that because you and I are not the best about talking about plot sometimes. We kind of lose the forest through the trees. Yeah. We're kind of bad about assuming that people have watched this along with us. Yeah, that's okay, though. So, uh, with that being said, let me tell you, I, I've got two retro rages. Okay. We have a re- return of one. Um, when Hank is giving his speech in the very beginning, Peggy is using an overhead projector. Holy shit. Yeah. And she's just doing overlays. I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. And then, um, oh, Debbie's yelling at Buck and just talks about how, you know, I, I don't get to just sit at home watching All My Children with Gail. I, Mark, I know what All My Children is, but that's because my grandmother watched it every single day for like 25 years. Isn't it still on? It is not. It has been oh. off the air for like 15 years. Oh, I'll be damned. I had no idea. Yep. But it is a uh, long-running soap opera that was on daytime TV. Doesn't exist anymore. You know, it yeah. just is a thing. Um, favorite moments? Boy Toy is already in here. We've already yep. mentioned it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Boy Toy. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I've got Hank rebuking Debbie at the very end. Nobody says no to Debbie Grund. Nobody turns her down. Well, I just did. Yep. Good for Hank. I love that. Um, all-time favorite uh, moment in the entire episode, and you're you're gonna know it immediately. Okay. Uh, what what does Bobby ask Hank at the very beginning of the episode if he wants him to do while he's getting his uh, his award? I am actually amazed. I thought you had a different one, but no. He, really? Yeah. He asked him if he wants to do uh, so if he wants him to sign the speech for him. 
Yep, pretend sign language next to him. And he's literally I, just And then he just sits there and y. continues to just... Yeah, he just sits there and continues to make weird finger motions the rest of that scene. And I, I lose it every time. Every time. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, how about like, you, man? Um, so I really love this episode. I think it's abundantly clear how much we love this episode. But my favorite fucking line in it is... Um, I like to eat and I like to hump and I don't like to drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic buck. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, what do you want to rate this one? So, cause we gotta get, we gotta get to our next one. Cause the, the suspense do, is do. killing uh, me. What happened to Debbie? I don't know. Ah. So I gave hanky panky a char King, man. Okay. It's a great episode. We have a lot of exposure for Buck. This is like the best Buck episode we've seen for a while. Um, perfect guest stars and a really solid cliffhanger. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't make you wait six months for the resolution. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, it happens the next week. <laughs> Which is good. We're getting like two-parters now, and they're not such a huge to-do about it. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, I'm get, I am with you a thousand percent. Char King, this is an Imperial episode. It's funny. Yes, it is. It's great. But damn it, man, if you haven't been watching King of the Hill this whole time, you're going to lose something, so it's why it can't be a blue flame. It's very true. Uh, and with that being said, I think it's time to do the next one, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so episode 74, High Anxiety. It is the conclusion to our two-parter. Original air date, February 13th, 2000. Uh, written by our good friend Alan Cohen and Alan Friedland. Uh, the Allens have given us another classic mark because I absolutely adore this episode. Absolutely. Uh, this is also an a- episode that did not have a cast of characters. So we have Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Buck Strickland, Ms. Liz Strickland, Gail, Luann Platter, uh, Sheriff Mumford, Texas Ranger Lester Payton, Bill Dotrieve, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer. We have the um, Arlen High School drug counselor. He's not actually named. Mm-hmm. And then we have Khan Supanusampone at the very, very end. Yes. So, uh, synopsis for you, Mark. The heat gets turned up when Debbie is found dead behind Sugarfoot's. Hank, Buck, Ms. Liz, and Gail are all suspects, but who really killed Debbie Grund? God damn, dude. Fucking crushing it every time. It's good, right? That's fantastic, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's the A story is going to continue on through Hank, Buck, Peggy, Ms. Liz, like all the same people the only person that may get shoehorned in here as an a story character is gail but he Mm -hmm. shows up pretty like i don't even know like stringently yeah Um, he's just he's just there he just exists yeah you want to start out with uh some notes you want me to start out with some notes um yeah i got a couple notes i'll take her away go for it um I don't really have a lot. Again, this is one of those ones where I just watch the damn thing because I like this episode, but I do have a couple notes. Oh, yeah. Number one, doesn't Cotton live at the Casa Linda apartments? I don't think so. No, he lives at the other one. He lives in the Vista del Sol or something like that. Never mind. He's he's in Houston, right? Yeah. Immediate retraction. I apologize. Take that one off the list. Bad mark. Bad. That's not good. Slap on the hand. Um. I feel really bad for Hank in this episode. Like, God damn, do I feel bad for Hank. Um, I have... Yeah. I My second note, poor Hank. His first weed experience is, like, devastatingly terrible. Like, Yeah, it fucker. potentially could land him in jail and, and uh, looking at a death sentence. Yeah. Like, like, in his mind, that's what he's equating this to. Yeah. 
<laughs> but then, like, him trying to piece it together and talking to the drug counselor. So, wait, you mean that you could black out and kill somebody? Like, I I just feel so bad. Also, another note, legalize it. All right. Um, why couldn't Buck just, like, get with Maria? Like, I know that they have to, rec- the Stricklands have to reconcile now that Debbie's dead and the thing is gone. But, man, Maria's kind of pretty. How come Buck couldn't get with her? I don't know. Come on, yeah. Buck. You mean Mario Montalvo? <laughs> yep. Um, clearly because, uh, what is it? She doesn't watch the Cowboys, right? I think that must be it, yeah. But I don't know no if Buck's Texas a football fan, fan, is he? Yeah, he's gotta be. I don't know. I, we see he's Hank a fan of the on. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I bet that's why he likes them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I buy every single part of this episode. Every... I know how dumb it is. I know, like, how unbelievable it is. But I feel like every single bit of this is a thousand percent believable within this universe. Everybody is established, yeah. like, just all of it all together. It's it's really, Especially really Especially the good. incompetence of Mumford. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like, talking about, and Bill talking about, like, oh, yeah, I've been on six juries. And we sentenced every one of them to death or whatever. And it's like, it's not your job to That's find That's not your job guilty. to convict. Yeah, like... Uh, every single part of it. Yeah. Um. Bobby has that line about I want to. I'm never gonna do drugs because I want to be the first chubby comic to live past 35. That hurts. Yeah, it does. Cause like Chris Farley had died like two years, two or three years before this. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, we lost John Candy not too long before. I that. was just gonna say like John Candy's heart turned to liquid shit. Like, yeah, I. Man, that line really hit me deep. Remember when comedians were fat and they all died? And then, like, if I you would have told me when this episode aired, like, that Louis Anderson would have beat them all, I, I would have said you're insane. But, yeah, like... Right? Well, and I'm trying to think of how old Dom DeLuise was, because I think he was over 35, but he couldn't have been 40. No. He was real young, too. Because he was relatively young, too. But, you know, it's still a problem. Like, John Panette died not too long ago. Um, a lot, Ralphie May just... He didn't just die, but, like... A lot of fat comedians are dropping off lately. Or not lately, yeah. but... I'm really... I'm surprised that um, uh, Gabriel Iglesias hasn't died yet. I am, too. That one, yeah. Because he is a big boy. No hate to Gabriel Iglesias, but... No, man, I love yeah. you, Fluffy. Like, don't die, please. <laughs> yeah, that... It's a weird feeling for me, like... But but to have Bobby be so self-aware of, like... No, I'm gonna be the first fat comedian to live past 35, like... It's yeah. such a, it's such a, like, we, again, we talk about reasonable Bobby moments. God damn, that is a reasonable Bobby moment. Right. Um, and also I looked it up. Rutherford is a Scottish name and I just thought that was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hank Rutherford Hill. What about, what about you, buddy? Well, uh, on the subject of, uh, good old fluffy, it's a perfect segue. Uh, you, did you know that he is a huge fan of Volkswagens, Mark? I feel like I think i knew that yeah yeah he's a huge fan of volkswagens he has my dream car he drives it around in uh i think la or san diego wherever the hell he lives okay Uh, he's got a 23 window samba bus oh so it's like a mid mid 60s 23 window hippie bus and it's fan freaking tastic but like i said perfect segue because do you want to know what the current price is for a 1970 purple vw evil weevil mat or hot wheels (laughs) without the blister pack (laughs) what is it Twenty three hundred dollars without the blister pack. Oh my god! Meaning, 
Gale would have had a very nice investment had he actually gotten his Weevil, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, listeners, I know some of you know this. I don't know if I've ever brought it up on here before. I'm a big fan of Volkswagens. It's They're my ideal, like favorite car i don't like to go fast i like weird looking things i like things that have personality and almost every volkswagen out there does i'm moving to germany here in a few months and you bet your ass i'm gonna go to uh, the volkswagen factory and i'm stupidly excited about it i'm really really i just i can't even can't even begin to explain it but that's i just thought it was fantastic The, the purple one specifically i believe is the rarest one from 1970 it's die cast I found a couple others. There was a magenta one for like 800 bucks and a couple of others. These old blister packs look cool as shit, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah, they they have the different Mattel logo on them and like an old school Hot Wheels logo that I've never seen before. I'm like, okay, this is kind of awesome. I understand it. At the same time, I hate collector culture Mm -hmm. because it means everything is going to just only continue to go up in value. And if I don't get it now, I'm never going to get it. It's why I stopped collecting comic books because I'm never going to be able to afford them. And oh, by yeah. the time I can, I'm, it's going to be three times as expensive as it was when I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, the only other note that I've got in here, I have an Amazon link that I'm going to read to you. Okay. It is about uh, an author named Harry Kemmelman. Oh, okay. Okay. Harry Kemmelman is the first in the New York Times bestselling series and winner of the Edgar Award. He is uh, it, it, he writes 12 different books. There's, you can get an entire Kindle like bundle of a 12-book series that he wrote in the okay. 1960s. All about a man named David Small. David Small is the new rabbi in the small Massachusetts town of Barnard's Crossing. He'd rather spend his days engaged in Torah study and theological debate and the daily chores of synagogue life are all-consuming until the day that Nanny's body is found in the rain-soaked asphalt of Temple's parking lot. The rabbi mysteries that Hank calls Peggy out for reading are a real thing and were a TV show in the 60s. Holy shit. (laughs) Yep. You did your damn homework, sir. Wow. There is your deep dive. I went, there is way, this is way too specific. For it not to be a thing, I really want to read the Rabbi Small Mysteries, man. <laughs> well, you're about like to I gotta Germany. Read at least you're, one. You're, you're gonna be coming into a lot of uh flying here pretty soon. I think you got some time. Oh, oh man, oh man. So yeah, Rabbi Mysteries are a re- real thing. I just oh, it wow. kills me. It's oh so awesome. <laughs> um great. let's get into some pros because I feel like we're we're this episode's so long already. No, we're about we're about right on track. It's okay. Once again, I really like this episode. Cannot talk about every great moment that I think is great because I'd just be like reading the fucking script to you. Um, yeah. So number one, I love that walker. Okay. Love that walker. <laughs> love that walker. I love your show. Love that walker. Um, I was even going to open this episode by singing you the Tex- the Walker Texas Ranger theme song, but I will refrain. Oh. <laughs> um. Fucking Walker. I need to, I, we need to do the dang old Walker cast. Um, we need to watch at least one of them. <laughs> not the one where Haley Joel Osment gets AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for the one where Walker drop kicks through a fucking windshield. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love all of Hank's trip scene. That should be like a favorite moment for me, but it's just a pro because okay. it's not the best part of the episode. It's just Hank panicking. I've got to sleep this off. So he lays down in some bushes. Oh God, I'm too high to drive. What are you doing? It's I'm a inducing... side effect of the marijuana poisoning. A side effect of the marijuana poisoning. What are you doing, dude? I'm inducing vomiting. Like, I love, I love all of that. It's all a giant pro. And then Bobby, Dad, the police are looking for you. And maybe Hank could ignore that just a bit, but he can't oh, ignore no. Hank. I... The five second like suspended scream. Peggy's fucking dragon shout. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. So many good things. Like, I just, I love all of it. I love the setup. I love Hank, like, picking up the bag of sand and going, does this feel right? Like, trying to walk through all of his, like, trying to recreate his, like, night of weed. His night of reefer madness. Like, I love all of it. Yeah. Shit. So much good stuff. What about you, man? Um, so I, I wrote in here, it's infamous for Hank's reaction to smoking pot. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, if, if, if you've ever seen King of the Hill, like merchandise, paraphernalia, whatever you will, chances are pretty good. It's been like a weird bastardized version of baked Hank that somebody's used on their rolling tray because everybody <laughs> seems to think this is hilarious because of his reaction to it. Um, uh, in in that regard, I absolutely love Hank's reaction to this. Is some kind of funny looking cigarette? Uh, you can't hold a very good flame. Damn NAFTA! It's clearly <laughs> inferior. <laughs> I, of course, he's gonna blame the North American Free Trade Agreement on bad <laughs> tobacco. That's hilarious to me. Um, so like it's. It's very, very synonymous. Like the people in the pot smoking community love this episode. It's there's pins about it. There's grinders about it. You can hell. I don't know. You probably find custom Hank rolling papers. I, I would imagine. <laughs> but um, have you ever noticed that after Debbie dies and they show the opening shot of, of Strickland right when Buck is getting back to his job and him and Ms. Liz have reconciled. Have you ever noticed that the flag is flying at half-mast? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yep, they've, they're flying the flag at half-mast for Debbie. <laughs> That's too good. Um, I, I really like the tension in this episode. Once again, it, it just, like, they pace it so, so well. Uh, and y- you already called out my favorite moment, and I'm a little sad about it. Becky's oh. screaming for Hank. <laughs> That's okay, though. It is okay. Because I also love dumb Luann in this. Just going, oh, they're arresting the murderer. It's some woman. Her name is Gail. <laughs> I. It's so good. Just so good. If I only get one Luann line the whole episode, and I think that might be it, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I, it's a fantastic um, one, yeah. Like. Oh, God, yes. So uh, that's all I got for pros, man, and I only have one con. Okay, lay them on me. The only con I've got is I have no idea how Hank got out of the predicament with Sheriff Mumford and where he's burning his shirt in the grill. Like, they just cut away from it. They never explain how he, he gets away from it. Yeah, that's a little weird. And I'm like, even even as inept and dumb as Mumford is, I can't imagine. Yeah. 
But I feel that this, yeah, I love this episode. I, there is one other thing. It's not a, it's not a con. Actually, I'm going to retract a little bit here. It's a pro. Okay. And it's a talking point I want to talk to you about just a little bit. Yeah. I w- remind me again. There is an episode you and I watched just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. That I said once you know the ending of this episode, it's not fun to watch anymore. Which one was it? Oh, um, oh shit! I want to say it was pro. No, was it propane? No, not propane boom. So I, we, I had this issue with an episode not too long ago where once you know the ending of it, it's not fun to watch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was something Bill related. But I, I, I don't know. Like this episode is completely different and I love the way um, the Texas Ranger sums everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a very satisfying ending because if anything, you, you get the whole breakdown of um, Mumford basically going, well, no, you're the one that did it. Okay, well, if you're not, then you're the one that did it and acting like a complete and total asshole, like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's just And then just getting blame. completely getting completely owned by the Texas Ranger, by Peyton. And I'm like, okay, this is satisfying because he, he, he sums everything up in like 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there because I felt like it was an interesting juxtaposition that I have this issue with a different episode and I don't have it with this one. Yeah. I Dude, I have no idea what one we're thinking of either because I'm going through all of our list and I got nothing. Sorry. I'm failing you. That's okay. Um, give me some of your cons, man. So I don't have a lot. I just, once again, these are just some like bad things that I realized in this episode. Um Buck is terrible. I already knew that Buck was terrible, but holy shit, dude, like, he is willing to sell Hank up the river for literally nothing, just so that he can get away with something that he didn't do either, but, you know, a man who has worked for him for 20 years, like, he's willing to just get rid of him like that. Holy shit. Um, I have the con of that Friends poster. Apparently there's a Friends poster, and it made me angry. I don't know. There is, and I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm it's, talking about. It's a specific about. reference to the crappy TV show Friends, and I yeah. know you are rewatching it, but damn. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird that Friends keeps popping back up though, too. Like, right? Because Bobby's got his, you know, Friends dolls, and I don't know. Um, the cops, holy shit, the cops, which you kind of already hit that. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of cons. Just really like. How inept the the Arlen the local Arlen cops are, and what a terrible person mm-hmm. Buck is. Like that's about it, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I guess we kind of already hit our favorite moments, but Johnny, favorite moments? Uh, it's Peggy screaming at Hank. <laughs> yep. When he's very, very clearly trying to like slink away and not be noticed, and that just long suspended five second belt. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Yeah. How yeah. about you, man? Oh, uh, yeah, that one and then the the Hank's weird weed saga. I just think I think it's hilarious. Every every part of it's funny, like all of it. It's just all good. Um I also really think it's a sweet moment when at the very end there and Hank goes, "Well, you can punish me. All right, can't mow the lawn for a week." A whole week. You want to yep. make it too? I really like that. It's a sweet little bit. I we so like last we we're talking with um um, oh my god, what's it? What was the last with Hanky Panky? Like how Bobby wasn't needed in that episode? Thousand percent, right. you need him in this episode, otherwise, it does not you work do. as well. It, Bobby's the only reason he doesn't immediately come forward and confess. Yeah, 
Yeah, like that's because it's that's like it. I don't want to. I don't want to put my kid down. Yeah. My father would never use drugs. I said good day. I I love Bobby. He's yep. really good in this one. Um, yep. Yeah. You wanna you wanna rate her, buddy? Because I'm sure we know what we're gonna give her. Sure. Uh, I gave High Anxiety a Char King, man. It's yep. watchable. Uh, regardless of knowing the outcome, it's got some really, really funny moments. Um, I like that that stupid Gale like, gets off because his alibi is that he lost an eBay auction and Hank can vouch for him. Mm-hmm. And I love I love the satisfying ending of, hey, guess what? We, uh, we legitimately thought you – like we made you think that – somebody is a murderer and it could have been somebody that's totally throwaway just like Ms. Liz who we're really never going to see again it could have been her and it's very believable and yet we still threw gave you the old switcheroo and Debbie did it to herself mm-hmm. hey spoilers guys Debbie killed herself because she likes junk food <laughs> also con there's no way that Debbie is putting down all those nachos and soda and having that body whatever uh, yep <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now I have a question before you get into your rating real quick. Okay. Just because we just brought it up and I've always been curious. Yeah. Do you do you ever get weirdly hungry when they talk about sitting in a, a dumpster full of half-eaten barbecue? Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, Like, I, it I do. makes me hungry. In a just weird way that I can't understand, but yeah. Like, it taps into, like, my reptile brain or something. It's gotta, I just, it's so weird to me. But yeah. anyway, go ahead and give her a rating, buddy. Oh, you know what it is, Char King. Like, so I think we have double Imperial, right? That's kind of cool. We do. Yeah, that's awesome. We do. I think it's our first two-parter that's got two, two Imperials on it. I think you're right. I, yeah, it, it, this is a great, this is a great episode. It's a great conclusion episode. Yeah. Like, it's great. There's nothing more to say about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Guys, go out and watch it. <laughs> But don't, but you know what? Don't smoke weed. Watch it straight. Remember what it was like to be terrified of weed in 2000. And, you know, yeah. think think about that before we get all willy-nilly with, oh, yeah, man, weed's great. But, hey, how many guys are still locked up because of it? Change that yeah. shit. Yep. Way too many. Way too fucking many. But <laughs> shy of coming out on the wrong side of politics and stuff here. Uh, we should probably get out of here, Johnny. But before we do that, do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about yourself? I love King of the Hill, 100%. Like, man. Also, this might be my favorite three-parter because we... There was not a bad one in this one. Like, Peggy's Turtle Song, Propane Boom, and Death of a Propane Salesman, we dumped on Turtle Song. And then, like, you know, Decline and Fall of Peggy Hill, we really, really just glossed over um, whatever that third-part episode was. Like, but this one, man... We we gave them all like, yeah yeah. Old, they they uh, finally yeah. hit their stride and and we're gonna find. Uh, I know at least there's at least one more. <coughs> there's at least one more uh, double episode that I know I really like, and I'm pretty sure you do as well. And that's returning Japanese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like they've kind of figured out the formula for doing two part episodes in this show. They're getting there. It's yeah, and I I appreciate it. And they're doing it, and it's not. It's not throwaways either. You know, I feel like sometimes two-parters get really just throwaway-y, but this doesn't. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we should probably get out of here, Johnny. Where can the good folks find us? 
The good folks can find us on Instagram at Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Podcast, And they can find us at gmail.com at Podcast. They can find me at krautballstream, that's sauerkraut. Wow, that is kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in uh, something I plan on doing a little bit later because I'm on my like third watch through of Ted Lasso and it's just fantastic. How about you, Mark? Uh, you can find me at my other podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of just real weird topics. And uh, if that doesn't do it for you, you can also find me on Twitter at Marky Stardust. And I've got an Instagram at Great, Great Greek Buffalo, but I don't ever get on there. And uh, yeah, we love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, guys. Johnny, another fucking classic episode in the bank. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that we did. Um, I want to say thank you to all you guys that have listening. We have now officially passed a thousand people that have downloaded here. So that means a thousand of you guys apparently like us well enough to keep listening every week. So I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, keep on listening. We'll keep on making it. Yeah, we'll keep. Yeah, hell yeah. Shit, but (laughs) you know, I'd keep doing it even if no one was listening, John. But that's very true. All right, guys. Well, uh, everybody, have a great day. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Uh, don't cheat on your spouses and don't plan evidence. 